So the White House tweeted out, uh, talking about inflation, there is this beautiful graphic from the White House that says inflation has fallen by more than half. Mm. What they said was great news. Today's inflation report shows annual inflation is now at the lowest level since March of 2021 and less than half of what it was last June. This is giving families real breathing room. They qualified it by putting the word real Mm. before breathing room. Yeah, so the thing about inflation is, Charlie, it still means it's inflating. It's still up. It's still going up. And so framing this in the context of we are giving people more breathing room when prices are still going up. And by the way, we'll talk about here in a second, still going up more than wages have been uh, throughout at least Biden's tenure. That's just a lie, essentially. All right. This Because remember, this is year over year. Yes. Okay. So when you look at this, it's 4% higher than it was in March of 2022. Now, let me show you. This is interesting for the chart masters out there. Look at this high from, say, 1920. And then we get the 50s, late 40s to 50. And then we get the 70s inflation boom. And then that's exactly 9.1% where we came off of was the top of that trend line, 9.1%. And we're now down at 4% inflation. That number is less than half of 9.1. The CPI, the actual consumer price index, okay, that is the way to look at what we are all feeling out there when we buy our stuff. Since the beginning of the pandemic, so this is covering. Biden's tenure as president and some of Trump's towards the end of uh, his uh, last days outside of prison. Uh, We've got 17% since the beginning of the pandemic that the consumer price index has gone up, right? And it's still going up right now. And in fact, if we just look at over the last couple of years, we've got 13% over the last couple of years. Remember this 4% is on top of whatever the year over year was the previous year. And so we got... Which was up from the previous year from that. It was. Generally, that's how it works. And so when they frame this as we're giving people real breathing room, a lot of people who think that inflation being cut in half means that prices went down. Prices have gone down on some things. Uh, The price of eggs has dropped quite a bit over the last year or so. Uh, But the prices are still going up. Uh, When you look at real average weekly earnings... All right, during this time period, this is in the negative. You see that red right there? Sorry, T-Dub asked a great question okay. first. We need to know. So corporations are less greedy now. Yeah, all of them, they got together. And they're like, let's turn the greed meter down. They had a meeting. We weren't invited mm. uh, to it, but they all had a Zoom, or WebEx probably. Uh, they all got together and yeah. they were like, let's all agree, all of us at the same time, to stop price gouging as much as we have been. They're still price gouging, clearly, because prices are going up, which is gouging. (laughs) (laughs) But we'll make it seem like we've cut inflation in half, and then then we'll release oxygen out to people's rooms. The breathing room. For breathing purposes. (laughs) The U.S. real average weekly earnings. So nice of them, by the way. It is nice of them. Mm. You see how this is all in the red? That's because when you weight that with CPI, with with the actual inflation, that's people's earnings actually going down during this time. That's not good. That's not what you want. All right. So the breathing room that he's talking about is that right now your wages are declining less than they were a year ago. And that's breathing room. They're still declining. Still going down. Comparatively. That's, uh, that's basically your purchasing, your purchasing power is still going down, but it's less than what it was before. 
you know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with, uh, with uh, I don't know. Uh, all these charts that we have with all this inflation happening, some would say that that has a little bit to do with all the money that was spent during the pandemic. How about the billions of COVID-19 relief aid uh, that was either stolen or wasted? This is from the Associated Press. Fraudsters, mm -hmm. people, fraudsters used the social security numbers of dead people to vote. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> they used the numbers of dead people and federal prisoners to get unemployment checks. Cheaters collected those benefits in multiple states and federal loan applicants weren't cross-checked against a Treasury Department database that would have raised red flags about sketchy borrowers. Led to the greatest grift in U.S. history, which with thieves plundering billions of dollars in federal COVID-19 relief aid intended to combat the worst pandemic in a century and to stabilize an economy in freefall. So they're basically behaving like defense contractors. Now, remember, these people are thieves, and they uh, they are. Well, a lot of them actually are thieves. Good-for-nothing tricksters. That's it, right, Jeff. It's good to remember that all of the money was stolen in the first place. And so we are talking about people stealing stolen money, mm. which is complicated, I will admit. An Associated Press analysis found that fraudsters potentially stole more, stole more than $280 billion Woo! in COVID-19. Love that money! <laughs> COVID-19 relief funding. Another $123 billion was wasted or misspent. It was just mismanagement. Mm -hmm. Tism. Yeah. Combined, the loss represents 10% of the $4.2 trillion the U.S. government has so far dispersed in COVID relief aid. Most of the looted money was swiped from three large pandemic relief initiatives launched during the Trump administration and inherited by, of course, <laughs> you see, uh, uh, President I Joe that Biden. Those programs were designed to help small businesses and unemployed workers survive the economic upheaval caused by the pandemic. That's right, caused by the pandemic. Remember, as we laid out previously, how the virus spread mm -hmm. from supply chain to non-essential businesses to non-essential workers. And for people who don't know that we're super sarcastic about things, mm -hmm. uh, the point is these were political decisions that were made to shut down businesses and force us into the situation we were all in. Yeah. Okay, it's not caused by the pandemic, it's caused by the government's response to the pandemic. Two weeks to flatten the curve was turned into like, you lose your job and can't work. Yeah, it's, it's in the fine print. Trump approved emergency aid measures totaling $3.2 trillion. Biden's 2021 American Rescue Plan authorized the spending of another $1.9 trillion. About a fifth of the $5.2 trillion has yet to be paid out, according to the committee's most recent accounting. An $837 billion IRS program, for example, succeeded 99% of the time in getting economic stimulus checks to the proper taxpayers, according to the tax agency. That's pretty good numbers. 99% of the mm. time, they succeeded. Nevertheless, the 1% failure rate translated into nearly $8 billion going to ineligible individuals. Wow. You see, when you're dealing with that's a lot of that's a lot of honey buns in prison, by the way. When you're dealing with big numbers like that, your one percent failure rate is eight billion dollars. Yeah. That's quite a lot. An IRS spokesman said the agency does not agree with all the figures cited by the watchdog and noted that even if correct, the loss represented a tiny fraction of the program's budget. That's but, what I would tell my boss too. You know, look. You know it doesn't feel like it. I, I know we <laughs> lost eight billion. But come on, we got $826 billion correct. Let's look at the positives here. Mm. 
Between March 2020 and the end of July 2020, the SBA granted 3.2 million COVID-19 economic injury disaster loans, totaling $169 billion, while at the same time implementing the huge new PPP program, the Paycheck Protection Program. In the haste, guardrails to protect federal money were dropped. Prospective borrowers were allowed to self-certify that their loan was what they needed. They were able to self-certify. That's a little risky. And I wanted to put some of this... Just like you were able to self-certify your own income Mm -hmm. in 2008 and 2006, 7 and 8 when you were buying a house. Now, I have uh, no direct knowledge of people doing this thing, but I do know someone who at one point in their life was an Uber driver. And the second batch of SBA loans included people who did uh, contract work. If you could claim that you were not able to Uber drive, even if, say, you hadn't driven for Uber in a couple of years, uh, you could still claim that you had lost wages because of the pandemic and just get money. Yeah. I don't... That's all hearsay. That's you heard. No, that. no, I mean, it's, you know, someone told a friend who told a friend who told a friend who then told me mm-hmm. not to tell anyone about no. it, but I'm not, I'm not naming any names here. But you're just, and you're so far away from yeah. the actual perpetrator. Absolutely. That, yeah. I don't even know the person's name. It's so anonymous. It's mm-hmm. more anonymous than Alcoholics Anonymous. I know. Because at least the Alcoholics, you're on a first name yeah. basis there. Whistleblowers, you can come to us, as you can tell right now. All right, we're keeping whoever you are out there. We're keeping you safe mm-hmm. right now. We're just reporting the news. Mm-hmm. That's all we're doing. The waste, 400 so billion dollars. That is the net worth of Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, and Warren Buffett. All of them combined. And that's how much waste we have. Why don't these guys want to pay more wealth taxes? You know, It shouldn't be a big deal, though, because the waste is just a small fraction. True. Only 10%. You know, you got to be a glass half full kind of guy. The SBA Inspector General's Office has estimated fraud in the COVID-19 Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program at $86 billion and the Paycheck Protection Program at $20 billion. That's the own uh, SBA Inspector General's Office, which means you know it's higher than that. It's definitely more than that. And I will tell you some of this money that they aren't saying as fraud or waste was still was still waste. I heard on Reddit, for instance, I'll just give you like super rough numbers here and rough estimates. It's not going to be exact, but let's say for farmers, let's say you had a farm. All right. I I was on Reddit for farmers, the sub thread uh, for that. And uh, what they would do for 2020 through farmers only.com because you were just, yeah, you were just doing research. Yes. Researching. Uh, let's say in 2020, what they would say is, uh, well, we know that you probably have lost income, lost income. So tell us what your income was in 2018. And if it's different in 2020, we'll just make up the difference between the two of those things. Doesn't matter if you had more businesses going in 2018 or more whatever. We'll just make up the difference. And then the really cool thing, let's say for a farmer, is that you could have less income in 2020 if you just put all of your grain in a grain bin and you wait until 2021 to sell it. I don't think people actually did this, but I have read stories on Reddit of people doing this. And things like that, where there are millions to hundreds of millions of dollars going out because people did little things like that, aren't counted as waste in these numbers. But there's a lot of waste. A okay. Bunch. Yeah. Uh, A 2022 study from the University of Texas at Austin found almost five times as many suspicious paycheck protection 
program loans as the $20 billion SBA's inspector general has reported so far. Five times. Mm. University of mm. Texas at Austin found. So remember how I told you that it's usually higher than what the government reports. The research, led by finance professor John Griffin, found as much as $117 billion in questionable and possibly fraudulent loans. Horowitz, the pandemic watchdog chairman, criticized the government's failure failure early on to use the Do Not Pay Treasury Department database designed to keep government money from going to debarred contractors, fugitives, felons, or people convicted of tax fraud. That's right, Charlie. They have a list. They have a do not pay list. Of people mm-hmm. who they can't give money to because they're known fraudsters, good for nothing tricksters. Good for nothing tricksters. They didn't think to uh, check that list. Mm-mm. Not even once. Okay, I'm not saying they got to be like Santa Claus or anything. Okay? We're not, I'm not saying they got to check it twice. But they didn't... Cr- to find out if there's any naughty yeah, people. No, on. they didn't even think about it. <laughs> they're better than Santa Claus. Screw Santa Claus, a judgmental prick. Fraud in Pandemic Unemployment Assistant Program stands at $76 billion, according to congressional mm-hmm. testimony from Labor Department Inspector General Larry Turner. That's unemployment assistance. Okay. That's a conservative estimate, of course, because it's coming from the government. Another $115 billion mistakenly went to people who should not have received the benefits, according to his testimony. Too much government money, Republicans argue, breeds fraud, waste, and inflation. Democrats have countered that that all the financial muscle from Washington saved lives, businesses, and jobs. We can either uh, we can either make arguments like from a libertarian standpoint that taxation is theft, and we can say, well, none of these things are ever a good idea because they're using stolen money. You could also say, okay, fine, they take some taxes. Here's the problem. They're going to be keen terrible at spending the money. And they're going to waste it. And they're going to spend way too much money on things. They're not even counting increased prices that they paid for things. This unemployment, this unemployment assistance program fraud is not even counting the people who only went on unemployment because they could get the money from unemployment. And that's still a justifiable reason. But what if that unemployment assistance wouldn't have been there? There's so much money here that was wasted that they had to take out of people's pockets or out of their kids or out of their grandkids' pockets. And we printed a bunch of new money or put a bunch of new money in a computer. And now we're all paying for it through inflation. That's not right. The crazy culture stuff, it gets me down sometimes because I think that there's, that people have just completely lost their minds. And then I remember that Twitter is not a good judge of the whole of America. California is not a good judge of America. Most people haven't lost their minds. Yes. Now, this is just a survey, and it's only a survey of a thousand people, but Gallup has been conducting this survey uh, for quite some time, and there are some changes. Most Americans oppose, including trans athletes in sports. Poll finds nearly 70% of U.S. adults say transgender athletes should be allowed to compete only on sports teams that correspond with the sexes they were assigned at birth or with their sex is another way of saying it. 2021 versus 2023, Charlie, what do we got? Able to play on teams that match identity in May of 2021, that was 34%. And in May of 2023, just two years later, that's down to 26%. They lost eight points. Or they can only be on teams that match birth gender. That was at 62%. Now up to 69%. That's plus seven. Based on familiar, this is a, fu- this was kind of a funny one. And I don't mean this to be mean. 
okay, but if you know a transgender person in 2021, if you know a trans person in 2021, 40% of people that know a trans person said that they should be able to play on teams that match their identity. In 2023, that went down to 30%. If you know a trans person, that change, by the way, is more than the change for people who don't know a trans person. <laughs> Meaning you're more likely to have changed to thinking that they shouldn't play on teams that match their identity. By knowing one. By knowing a trans person, yeah. which is hilarious to me. That number went from 31% uh, teams that match identity down to 23%. And then the other thing here, when we look at Republicans, Independents, and Democrats uh, between those two years, uh, if you say only teams that match birth gender, uh, for Republicans, that went from 86% up to 93. For Independents, it went from 63% up to 67. And wow. For, and for Democrats, it went from 41 up to 48. Wow. Which is actually the biggest percentage change uh, real percentage change, 41 to 48, mm -hmm. that's seven percentage points, but seven percentage points from 41% is a much bigger percentage change all around. And now what? Do you guys just watch what happens over the next five to 10 years? All the Democrats are going to come out and say, like, we never supported trans <laughs> rights. Just watch. Yeah. Because that's what they did with gay marriage. Never supported gay marriage. And all of a sudden, I've always been in support of gay marriage. Always. But what this seems to be going the opposite direction, Charlie. How does that say they're gonna come out and say, like, yeah, we never I know. we never thought that you should be able to change your child's sex? That's crazy. But how did this happen? Because with gay marriage, people become more and more accepting of it over time. But people are becoming less accepting of this specific trans issue when it comes to trans athletes. Why because do you think that's obvious? Happened? It's you think it's been because it's obvious it's been more in our faces? Uh, over the last couple of years? I think because it's painfully obvious and, and especially you have the feminist movement starting to recognize like, hey, we're supposed to be standing up for women here and we're allowing men to beat women. This is this is going in the wrong direction, folks. You think it's because as more people become affected by it or you see more stories of people being affected by it? Because Bailey said, uh, is it because they like principles? I don't know if they, I, I don't know if it's the principles or they just didn't know, hadn't, really seen much about it yet and we've seen more stories now with the uh, leah thomas stuff and uh, and several other instances now it's not a ton you got we the make... what is a woman documentary that's a big I one think was pretty for good. sure too magoo said when people are forced to have an opinion on something they tend to look into it more that's a good good point too before like didn't think about it like i don't care I don't what's, care. What's a trans? But these days, silence is violence. Yeah. And so then you actually have to look into it and then you realize well, this is ridiculous. This is a hoax. Yeah. It's completely ridiculous. Insanity.